Yeah, I mean, there was definitely a part of that, like creating a kind of disorientation for the film that would mirror a kind of disorientation when something like that enters into a relationship. And also this, as I said, I wanted to create this idea of like something, like the camera itself being a kind of foreign entity in a way that was happening regardless of what was going on around it. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. How are you, everybody? Oh, the weather. Let me get into that in a little bit. But yikes. If you're listening, because you got to listen. Everybody listens. If you're listening, you're listening one of three ways. Through my website, markscalia.com. The second way you can listen is if you want to be more participant, you can click that box you're listening to on my website, and that will send you right over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R. Come, and then you can sign on using a Facebook address, and then you can be part of a live chat. Um, I have some listeners, but they have not signed in, which is fine. They want to be anonymous, completely get it, do your thing. But if you do that, you can't chat with me, and I won't know who you are, and I want to chat, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then, of course, you can play some of the games, which I'm going to play some audio stuff in a little bit, and we're going to have a good time. And the third way you can listen is if you cannot listen to our live broadcast, which is that's how we do it. We broadcast live. You can listen to the slightly edited for time podcast version of the show available through iTunes. Now, I have to be honest, there have been a, I got about, I got about three shows. <laughs> I, actually, I've got two. And then at the end of this one, I have to edit this one as well. So I've been a little lax because of my problems. But let me with the happening now monologue everything that happens now is happening now what happened to then that's the when just now we're it now now go back to then when now 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 i can't why we missed it when just now when will then be now soon now i am back after last week which was just me being on the show i got a guest tonight i've lined up a bunch of guests over the next few weeks very happy about that there's a lot of things going on my uh, uh for those of you who don't know maybe you do maybe you've been following along this daily bullshit which is my health um not really bad but my back is uh i have a herniated disc and i finally have uh, made an appointment with the surgeon the surgeon is now fired with <laughs> filed with the insurance company and now the insurance company is waiting so it's like it's like a nursery rhyme you know i swallowed a cat and I swallowed a dog, and I swallowed a horse. I'm dead, of course. But I've, I've made an appointment, and hopefully that will set up soon, and then I can let you guys know when I'm going for surgery because, unfortunately, I have to take a break from the show, which is fine. 
you know, could always use a break. And hopefully I'll be nice and well before our anniversary, which is coming up August 28th, five-year live podcast. And um, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to do the show before or the, you know, the Thursday, the Wednesday before, the Wednesday after, because if I do it before, it's like five days before the anniversary. But if I do it after, it's two days after. So I'll probably do it closer, even though it's past, which is still fine. So that'll be a very fun show. And I'm looking forward to that. What else is going on? You might ask. I got a bunch of friends who are have now launched their websites and their podcasts, which I'm super happy about. My friend Paul Kravitz is actually launched, relaunched, I should say, The Paul Report. His show is on Mondays at 9, but in the fall he's moving it because he doesn't want to compete with football. <laughs> and I wouldn't want to compete with football either, especially with TB12. Boom shakalaka. Yeah. Leave Tom Brady alone, right? That's we right. love Tom Brady. That's Tom Brady. Well, he's a, as you know, he's a very good friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> he is a good friend of him. Anyway, so he's going to be uh, moving his show. I think he's moving it to Thursdays. So definitely check that out. And as soon as he gives me a promo, he'll be on the show. And I'll play his commercial. The other thing I want to talk about is I am booking a lot of stuff in the fall. And I'm prepping up because I'm hoping... After the surgery, I can just start working again. And um, it's kind of tricky because I'm not sure exactly when I'm going to be having the surgery. So I'm not sure exactly when I'll be able to work. So it's it's a very tricky thing. So, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get to my guest fairly quick. But I wanted to play a quick game with you. You know what we're going to play? We're going to play a little happy organ. Organ. I love this song so much. It's such a cool song. Anyway, Happy Organ is a song where I actually play a quick little blip of a organ. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a quick one. This one's really quick. One of my favorite songs. And I guess you might say, oh, I didn't remember there was an organ in this song, but there is. How about this one? one of my favorite songs ever. This is by now. This is by Deep Purple, and the name of the song is. Oh, I jumped the intro. See that? I wasn't even ready for it. The name of the show is. Uh, yeah, the name of the show. The name of the song is Hush. I used to think the song was bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. But they use an organ in that song, which I love it. 
Now, how about that? Well, if you didn't get it correct, you know, maybe if you're playing at home and the listeners have not signed in yet, so I'm going to play this for you. If you knew that, you get this. That is a correct answer. <laughs> how about this one? Did you know that this has a uh, an organ in it? Again, another one of my favorite songs. Now, Hush was by the Zombies. I'm sorry, Hush was by Deep Purple. And this is by Steppenwolf. And of course, you got it. You have forgot. To. If you didn't know, that was Magic Carpet Ride. And you know something? Probably you didn't get it right. So I'm going to play you this. I love this one, too. Yeah, you got to be happy. If you're happy and you know it, you clap. And that's what it always was. Now, how about this last one? Again, super cool song by the band named Boston. Check out that organ. It sounds like Takata. Do you know Takata? This is Takata. That that should be a ringtone. <laughs> so that was Takata, which I think, you know what it is? I'm going to move Takata into the happy organ just in case I need it. I'll do that. So that was Happy Organ. So here's what I'm going to do, guys. I'm going to take my first break, and I'm going to call my guest Richard Pacheco. Now, the name of the show is You Say Pacheco, and I say, so it's like tomato, tomato, potato, potato. So I always say Pacheco. Sometimes he says Pacheco. So we will find out the correct pronunciation, if there, in fact, is one, when we come back from break, and you are going to get to know him. He's a magnificent actor in the Boston area. He had a lot of things going on. He's an actor, a writer. He's a filmmaker. He does all this stuff. And we're going to get to know him when we come back. You are listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. On this episode of Real Celebrity Rumors, The Flintstones. The show first aired on September 30th, 1960, but was cancelled six years later, due to the one-a-day vitamin scandal. More difficulties came, when Fred's dog died by choking on a brontosaurus bone. A police autopsy revealed later it was actually from, an apatosaurus. In April 1987, Wilma filed for divorce. Later that year, she wrote a tell-all book. Yabba Dabba Doos and do nots. My life, as a Flintstone. Fred now lives alone in bedrock. 
And on the next Real Celebrity Rumors. The Powerpuff Girls. Sugar, Spice, and Not Everything Nice. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. You know what today is? It's hump day. Woohoo! How happy are people listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia? Happier than a person with a hump on their back. Listen live every Wednesday to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Hump day! You're back at Radio Air Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and joining me via the Skype line, the amazingly talented Richard Pacheco. How are you, Richard? Pretty good, Mark. How you been? I'm good. I'm good. We got an in-studio audience. They love you. Look at that. The second pulse. They knew you were coming. They knew. And I go, hey, I'm Richard, paid them, Richard, Richard's talking. Quiet down. There we go. See, that's how quickly they work. Oh, whoa, they popped up again. They only find out the check bounces. The, oh, che- well. <laughs> the check would have bounced. So, Richard, uh, first of all, it's great to have uh, great to have you on the show. Second, you and I have not talked in forever because we, we, oh, haven't, yeah, no kidding. we haven't worked in the same circle in a little bit. You've yep. been... You've been really concentrating on more of the playwriting and more of the uh, yep. the script writing, things like that. So let me tell everybody about you first. This is Richard Pacheco, and let me spell his name for you so you can find him. It's Richard. That's very easy. Everybody can spell the word Richard. But Pacheco, P-A-C-H-E-C-O, and you can find him on richardpacheco.net. That's his website. You can also find him on Facebook. He's at Richard Pacheco, and what I'm doing is I'm putting it in the chat bam it's done richardpacheco.net so richard you are an actor out of the boston area yep and uh tell my lovely listeners more about yourself how long have you been an actor well if you count stuff i did on stage i started in the late 1970s uh around 1979 i did my first play it was at a community theater in um uh wareham massachusetts and we did um, uh, Clifford Odette's The Country Wife. And I played a playwright in that, which is kind of ironic because <laughs> I was already a playwright back then, too. Uh, it's kind of fun. I studied theater. I had never seen my first play. I'd seen movies. Hadn't seen my first play till I was 24 years old. And then a friend of mine who taught with me, who became godfather to my three children, said to me one day, hey, you're doing New England Theater Conference in Rhode Island. You got personal days, right? Take a day off and come with me. And I'm like, okay, twist my arm. I stay out of school. Okay, not a problem. Yeah. I get paid for it on top of that. Not a problem. So we went to uh, Rhode Island. And here was my introduction to theater, having never seen a play on stage before. Wow. I got to see in the afternoon, Trinity Rep doing Moliere's School for Wives. And in the evening... John Hausman City Center Acting Group doing Chekhov's Three Sisters. Oh, my God. Wow. At the end of that, grabbed his arm because he was sitting next to me. And I said, is, is this what theater's really like? And he looks at me and he says, when it's done right, yeah. I'm like, damn, I got to learn more about this stuff. Nice. 
Yeah. And then not too long after UMass Dartmouth, which is my alma mater, um, they brought in doing uh, the um, a theatrical group uh, that was doing like workshops and teaching all professional actors. uh, And he told me about it. And so I said, oh, what the hell? Why not? Went and I joined. I said, if I'm going to be a playwright, I ought to understand what actors do. And what directors do. Because then maybe I can do a better play. What a unique... Yeah, I I know. It's like, well, it was a common sense thing. I got that from my dad. I was the first person in my family, even though I got cousins that are like 15 years older than me, to go through college and get a degree. My father had to quit school in sixth grade way back when. And he used to say, I want you to go to school because I never had that chance. But no matter how many letters you get after your name, don't you ever lose your common sense. He said, that's more valuable than anything. And by <laughs> God, would he, yeah. I know people with PhDs from Harvard. I'm going, you wouldn't know enough to get out of a fire, right? You'd stand there <laughs> and turn into popcorn. I can hear your brains popping right now. Holy <laughs> crap. So anyway, my acting teacher uh, at, at the Institute, <clears throat> American Theater Training Institute, my acting teacher was Mary Carver, who's best known as the mother on Simon and Simon. Oh wow! And my other yeah. Acting, yeah, yeah. My other acting teacher was uh, Paul Mann, who was best known because uh, he was better known as an acting teacher than an actor. And his best known role was Lazar Wolf the Butcher in Fiddler on the Roof. My directing teacher was the late Alan Schneider, who uh, actually directed all of Beckett's stuff and mm. all of Albie's stuff on Broadway. Wow! And he decided that year to take an acting class. And guess who was his acting partner? Yup. Talk about dumb luck. Never <laughs> underestimate it. Wow. So it was great. We had a relationship till till he died by letter, and he would comment on my plays and offer suggestions and everything else. It was very warm, very friendly. And I was friends with Mary, my acting teacher, till she died at age 82. I would say about three years ago now, maybe four. Um, we would email back and forth and the whole nine yards and I really enjoyed what I learned there. They taught me an awful lot. Now, very demanding. Now, now, Richard, I've known you for years, and I had no idea all that. I really didn't. Which I feel, I almost feel embarrassed. I'm like, how did I not know? You know, because uh, I guess well, it's it not something I usually go and talk about. Right, really, right? I mean, the people that know me really well know the, all the things I've done and not done, and 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 you know, like I've got a couple of good friends that literally. There's no secrets that, that have been kept from them. Okay. Well, that's, we won't talk about that part. I know. That's, that's it's, very it's, uncomfortable. It's, it's, yeah. You know, it, you, you know, my listeners don't know this, but Richard and I were talking in the pre-interview, and I said, look, if things are going to get weird. so <laughs> and, yeah. and you're just tipping it, so we'll walk away from it. We don't exactly. need to Exactly. What the hell? <laughs> oh, there's the edge. Let's go beyond that. Not a problem, you know? <laughs> but uh, no, because, I mean, I do have quite a broad background. I taught for 34 years. And people always said English, and I'm like, um, no. I was an art teacher. I have a BFA in painting. I got a master's degree in printmaking and art education. And I taught for 34 years, most of which were at the New Bedford High School. And I taught everything they had in the art department there. I taught pottery. I taught art and design. I taught printmaking. I taught sculpture. I taught photography. And I created one of the first web design and computer graphic courses in the high for a high school in the nation there. Wow! Back in 1987. 
I was <laughs> I was a year out of high school. You know, I'll tell you, Richard. Most of the time, I get my guests, and my guests are always younger than I am. And you you're not you're not considerably older than me, but certainly you're a little oh, older I than me. I am. Which actually <laughs> which actually makes me go. I'm older. Holy than shit! Than I, compared f- notes one day, I feel yeah. I feel I feel good about things for a change instead of sitting in the chair going, good. "You fucking young punks with your goddamn yeah. rock and roll hippie yeah, music." <laughs> But now I'm like, oh my god, happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> See, I'm glad I made somebody's day. That's fantastic. The cat wasn't too happy with me today. I, I was late with the treats, you know. So you know if, how they get. So anyway. if you guys visit richardpacheco.net, you will find out that he's an actor, which he's gone into this, and he's telling you all about that. A writer, playwright, all that. And yep. um, you actually, uh, you actually, now you're running, and the reason um, I got you, for those of you who don't know, um, Richard is a uh, he's a union actor SAG after he's on the he's uh you're on the board currently right? I get, no I get I didn't win this past re-election I oh, but was but two you years re- ago okay you uh, that's the, what I because you did run um right so I want to say because I'm in the union too and I've got my own complaints yep. with the union and people it's been well documented in this show um because I thought comedians were fucked up and then I met actors so completely Hello. and I was like I was like me teaching oh I, my god. <laughs> So you and trust the young minds to them. What is wrong with I you? I know people, but you've been on the board before. Now, I, I now um, I, I have no idea why anybody would go into. And to me, it's all politics anyway. So why why did you want to? Why did you run? And why are you running again? I mean, what was masochism? But, no. <laughs> I like pain. Pain is my friend. Anyway, no. Like um, I, I don't want to be on a board. I would make. I would get. Like I want to be a governor or a president. I don't want to have to talk to anybody else. I just want to delegate and go. You. That's why I'm a director. Walk. Just go. Gotcha. Walk there. Go there. Move here. Say this. Yeah. Was, shut up. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fire you. Anyway. <laughs> no. It's. It's. Uh, why would I be? What? Well. Yeah. I mean, what is? What does a board member do? And why did you? Why do you want to do it? I, I want to serve my membership. I want to help uh, the local members <clears throat> better understand the contract. There are so many misconceptions about it that it's frightening. People yeah. say it says no, it doesn't say that. Yeah. For example, <clears throat> one of the things they talk about a lot is meals, and they say, "Well, we're supposed to have the same meals." I said, "Obviously, you've never read the contract. Right. It says a comparable meal." Well, I'll I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, Richard. As far as people not knowing the contracts, I'll be honest with you. I I mean, I've been a stand up for almost thirty years, and yeah. I know what I'm getting before I get right. there. And with acting, right. you don't know. Like nobody tells us anything. We know it's like what was it one sixty two for eight? That's what we know. That's what we know. And yeah. it's time and a half, and we can calculate yeah. that stuff. But everybody's like, "Well, this constitutes a smoke pay, or this is wet pay, or this is outdoor pay, or yeah. this is sun." Like we don't know because we never see the contract yeah. because we just don't. And I always coming from a stand up background. My thing is how like I, I mean I've I've known people to go, "Oh, I just did an industrial." Oh my god, that's great. Sure, is it? They go, "Well, I'm not sure." I think, and I'm like, "What the fuck you mean you don't? You know, not sure." <laughs> I mean, how do you walk into something and not know what you're going to make? Like, that's the thing that's always bothered me. And I'm all for, Uh you know, let's find out about stuff like that. So you want to kind of enlighten people and say, well, this is what we do. I would like to actually even do like maybe some conservatories on that. Yeah. Because people really need to know that. And and you don't have to cover the whole bloody contract (laughs) because most of it 
isn't going to attach to most of us right. in our entire working careers. Right. It's not even going to come close. Just so the listeners know, what we're talking about is like, it's not like Tom Hanks. We're not negotiating Tom Hanks's contract. Right. This is a general like back to, down. Oh, my God. For a day, I'd be happy. Are you kidding me? I'd like to walk in and go, uh, I, you know, it's all petty. It's like, well, what time are we eating? You, and I'll be like, hey, you know, after six hours, you're going to feed me. Tom Hanks goes, where's my yeah. I don't, I'm sure. So it kind of works. Yeah. I don't, I'm sure he doesn't say, where's my fucking beer? And what do, you, what do you mean there's no lobster today? Right, there's no lobster. <laughs> But it, it's, you know, so just for the listening audience, we're talking about the way that a, a general background, a general status of the way the contracts work. And this is almost specifically or exclusively for background, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because and, and so I've been on set and like even before when I was on the board, people would come complain to me and they say, well, go fix that. I'm like, I'm sorry, that's not my job. <laughs> I said, this is not like a union steward. You know what I'm saying? But even if you were, you couldn't. I can do the same thing that you can do, which is call the office and lodge a complaint. In <laughs> fact, I would always encourage people, if there was an issue, and say, look, the more of us that call, the more they're going to realize this is more urgent and more serious. Of course. If the pain in the ass Richard just calls, and that's the only one who calls, they're going to think, oh, it's just Richard. Maybe it's not that urgent. But if they get four or five calls in a short yeah. space of time, they're going to go, hey, this is something we need to look into now. Yeah. Well, that's, you but know, that, that's... they don't realize that, you know, board members cannot enforce the contract. Right, right. That, you know, they, they probably yeah. think it's more like Hoffa, where Hoffa actually, you know, has walking around. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's nothing. And, for, and again, for my listeners, who I went to a vocational school, so I understand, yep. you know, unions and contracts and, yep. you know, blah, blah. And all my friends have businesses, and I've been doing this for a long time. And it's one of these things that, like, people don't, like, they have an experience, like, in the general populace, they have an understanding. But if you told somebody, it's like, yeah, I'm working on a movie set, and they go, wow, you making money? You're like, yeah, I'm not sure how much, though. And I don't know if they yeah. can hit me. Um, but they might hit me. If I do complain, then I'll call somebody and they're like, well, can't somebody else enforce them? It's No, no, it's not fucking Jimmy Hoffa walking around with a bat making sure that, you know. Right, right, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, it's like even when I was a teacher, because there was one year I was in charge of the grievance committee. And after I got elected, I got, <laughs> you know, they, they introduced us to the, to the administrators and all. And I say, look, let me be blunt. I have always walked around because the contract we had it was not a thousand pages. It was like 60 something or whatever. I said, I always walk around with my contract. If I have to show up in your office, I said this to the administrators, then you better not get the tea and cookies. You better get the Maylocks because you're going to need it. <laughs> if I'm there, there's a problem right. and I'm going to fix it. Yeah. And I'm not going to take excuses. Well, were you, um, were you, but you can't do that when you're on the board, you know? Right. When you were, uh, when you were, when you, well, are you still teaching? No, I retired. I took early retirement. Oh, I said, okay. "Who would to kill? Family included." Okay, that's fine. Were you in the but union? Were, in the yeah, were you in the teachers' union? I was, except for the last three years. Okay, we had a disagreement, and I basically quit the union. And uh, you're supposed to put like a fee in, uh, you know, towards the whole thing, negotiations, and oh. it was only supposed to get that. So I, it was like the last three years I was teaching, and I got fed up because. I had filed a grievance and they wouldn't follow through on it. I went, screw you. I'm going to follow through on it. And I won. Oh, good. In fact, in my entire, 
34 years, I filed five grievances. I won all of them, and none of them had to go beyond the superintendent to the school committee, to the courts, to anything. I'm like, how bloody obvious can you be? So they they did that to me a couple of times. I says, then who the hell needs you? <laughs> when I need you to come and do your job, you're not there. I do it. Right. Hey, MRA, you know what I'm saying? Pucker up, buttercup. Yeah, you can just, uh, I can do this myself and do it better. That's funny. Much better. So yes. the last three years I wasn't. When I retired, this is kind of funny. They sent me a letter saying, well, you owe us this amount of money da, 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 for the last three years. And I'm like, so I wrote my letter back, which basically said, well, I'll tell you what. Good luck. I'm not that. paying you that money. <laughs> you can enforce the contract, which says, I get suspended for a week for every year I don't pay. Oh, yeah. I don't work there anymore. I'm retired, you morons. (laughs) Which was like basically an F you, you know, the middle finger up to them. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to play this game. (laughs) You know, that's the thing. That's the thing. This election this year, some of the people have been really nasty. Yeah. Somebody even threatened me with a civil lawsuit. Really? I'm like, obviously. Yeah. A, A groundless one that would not even survive. The first challenge. Obviously, they don't know me. Okay, back in 1981, I got full custody of my three children and child support in Massachusetts. What? It was easy to find a unicorn in your kitchen then. <laughs> I was like the second or third man in the state to do that. I'm like, do you really want to screw with somebody like that? I've been to court five times, and I beat six attorneys. Once was against an insurance company. And I beat their two attorneys. Wow. And I won all of those cases. And that's without a lawyer. <laughs> now, <laughs> if I have to get one, you can bet your butt I'm going to get the best one I can find. The one I got for my divorce, I did research on them at first. And I asked the people at the newspaper, because I know newspaper people are very skeptical. Uh, and they were like, I, I said, I really have to get an attorney because it was for an auto accident. I had them for that first. I said, who would you recommend? So they gave me three names. Research on all of them. The one I hired was licensed to practice in front of the Supreme Court. And I said, well, you never know. I might need that someday. Yeah. I, I'll hire him. And I did. He, he was my lawyer till he died a few years ago, about a year and a half ago. And he was great. We had a perfect record. <laughs> I had a perfect record on my own. When it was the insurance company, I was going to hire him to fight for me. He said, you don't need me to do that. Why spend all that money? I tell you what. And we'll give you the court cases and precedents you need from my office. You can go in there and do it yourself. You'll be fine. <laughs> I, I went in there. I beat the hell out of them. You go normal. The judge says, find in favor of the plaintiff. And I'm like, yes. That's a little funny. before he does it again. Well, <laughs> Short man syndrome. It pays off. <laughs> well, you know something? I'm going to do a little research on you and make sure that Norma Ray didn't play you in the movie. <laughs> okay. But here's one thing I want to warn you, Google, if you do a Google search of me, of my name, yeah, on that first page and the second page, will come up me and the porn star. Really? Yeah, there's a porn star with my name. Well, you, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take our second break, and I'm going to check that out. Because oh, yeah, you I, got to. It's I, a, I, and one day what happened, it was really funny. It came up with my picture and his information. So I took a screenshot of that, sent it to my three kids. They were in hysterics for weeks. They said, yeah, now we know what you were doing on weekends. 
All right. Well, let me. I'm gonna figure that out. I'm gonna check it out. And you guys, you know, well, we're going on. We're going on a short break, and I'm gonna check that out. When we come back, I'm gonna play a little quick game with Richard. Um, Sounds good to, to see how much he knows about things. We'll figure that out. So you are listening to Radio Irregardless, and we'll be right back. I guess I'm probably not the surprise you expected. They're back. So what do you want to do? And police still targeting them. Tonight, Dateline's hidden cameras are in an undercover house complete with a hot tub. So did you bring your uh, swim trunks? And Craigslist, we talk about oral sex. There's the internet addict who comes clean. I'm too old for this shit. And the marine sniper who comes armed. Oh, She's Bill Sweet. She got everything. What's in store for all of these men? Chris Hansen with a new to catch a predator. You're one ugly motherfucker. I've had many shows many guests, many listeners. Who am I? I'm, I'm kind of a physician, but not really. I'm getting my bachelor's, but I am radio irregardless. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and still on the Skype line, Richard Pacheco, and you pronounce it, you say Pacheco. Yes. Yes, you say Pacheco, and I say Pacheco. Pacheco, yeah. But it is Pacheco because Actually, it's- Actually, that's the West Coast pronunciation, because I lived there for a year when I was a kid, uh, and they kept saying Pacheco, and being Portuguese, we always said Pacheco. It's like, I would keep correcting them. No, it's Pacheco, Well, that, Pacheco. That's I'm funny. Spanish, not the, Portuguese. Th- that's funny, yes, because last week- Yes, I know it's still week... considered Latino, but still- <laughs> Well, that's funny because last week I worked with uh, an old comic friend of mine who is uh, now he's in Vegas, Vinny Favorito. And of course, when he left, I was pronouncing my name Scalia because yeah. I, w- I was in New England and I wasn't traveled and people yeah. all would always said it. And then when I started traveling, people would see it in print and they said Scalia. And after the, yeah. you know, the 50th time, I stopped correcting people and I went, well, they are pronouncing it the Italian pronunciation. So... I kept doing, and then the one they see me goes, "When'd you change your fucking name?" And I'm like, "Nobody's changed their name, dude. It's just you know." But I I get it with the Pacheco, Pacheco. Yep. So here's what I'm gonna do, and I did. I looked. I looked. I looked at the porn star. He hasn't done a film since 1990, so it's really not. It's not a total. And that was, I don't know how he got the name when that's your, that's he your state. His name was Howie Gordon. Right. Your figure. But your name, but your Who's name is a SAG name. But It's a Portuguese name. What but, are the chances? But your, but your name is, uh, it's a SAG name. So you, he can't be in the union. I have no clue. It's what? 
I have no clue if he's SAG or not. He's probably, I don't know if they did that with porn films. You well, know? after 81. I got paid by the inch, he's but probably, maybe I was wrong. You know? <laughs> All right, let's move on from that. I'm going to play a quick game with you because you are a writer, director, actor. And again, you can check him out at Richard Pacheco. Dot net. Uh, it's Richard P A C H E C O dot net. So I'm going to play a quick game with you that I actually wrote especially for you. And it's called. I feel so special. It's called My Name is Dick. My name is not Richard. Oh. Well, th- then what is it? <laughs> Dick. What? Dick. You heard me. <laughs> okay. So here's what I'm going to do. Since you are a playwright, and again, an actor, yep. and again, a, 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 a director as well, right? Have you directed? Yes. All right. So I'm going to tell you three famous dicks, <laughs> and they are all directors. And the only way you're going to get to know them is by me listing their films. Now, because okay. now we have uh, we have actually one person signed on. There's a few people who are listening, so they can't actively participate. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to time you. I'm going to I'm going to go on a timed event, and if you can't figure it out, well, then I'm going to give the points to the audience. I have uh, friends in low places, you know. Seconds. So <laughs> yes, twenty second clock. Let me bring the twenty second clock in to the show bit file. So now I have it. Okay, good. This and I'm going to give you twenty seconds. So if the okay. if the if somebody were to sign in before twenty seconds. You would win. Actually, I should probably do 30 seconds because I'm reading through it. Yeah, let me do 30 seconds. And then I'll fix all this shit and post. (laughs) The 30-second intro. Oh, there we go. It's a 30-second countdown clock. So here we go. All right. Are you ready for the first one, Richard? I am. Okay. Let me do this. You have 30 seconds starting now. Yep. Gandhi. A chorus line. Chaplin. Jurassic Park. Um, darn. I know his name. It's it's Richard. I'm trying to think of the last name, but I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, very well-known actor he as well as director. He's a famous brother as well. Yeah. And I'm drawing a complete blank. You have t- eight, eight seconds. Eight seconds. Eight uh, seconds. Four seconds. Oh, yeah. you did not get it. So I have to play you this. What the fuck, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> that hey, shit happens. That was no. Richard Attenborough. Oh. Who was actually an actor as well. He was in Jurassic Park. Yep. Yep, he played, he played the, the, the grandfather. Yes, he played like the grandfather of the children. So you got to get these right now, too, because if you don't, you lose the game. So... All right, here we go. Another thirty. There's going to be a hit squad knocking at my door. Uh, not okay. for not for me. I don't threaten people like that. I just show up. All right, here we go. Thirty <laughs> seconds. Superman, Lethal Weapon, The Toy, The Goonies, Lethal Weapon Two. Richard Donner. Richard Donner. I don't think he needed all thirty seconds for that. No. And of course, Scrooge. He gets it right. By the way, my name's Dick. Dick what? <laughs> There we go. Very quick, <laughs> under time. Very good. And the last one. Where's my timer again? Okay. All right. You know something? I'm only going to give you 20 seconds on this one then. <laughs> okay. 20 seconds. A hard day's night. A funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Superman 2 and 3. What is it? Richard Lester. 
Richard Lester? By the way, my name's Dick. Correct! Dick what? <laughs> just Dick. I should give you better sounds than that, but that's fine. That's what I had set up. <laughs> hey, when you got a dick, you got to call him a dick. It was funny. I was in Western Mass once, and I was driving. I forgot what I was doing out there. And I went by this sign in the town, and I swear to God, this is what it said. Elect dickhead for selectmen. I'm like, <laughs> you better have books better say that. He would get my vote just for that alone. Yeah, if you're going to run for office, at least use you Richard. Might as well let him know in advance. You know? Right. <laughs> but use Richard. Please just use Richard. Yes. All right. When I used to play softball with the Standard Times, the, the teams that we would play, it was, it was you know, uh, men and women on both sides. We'd play all these different places. And the guys from the newspaper, sick sons of bitches, I'd get up to bat, ready to hit, and they'd say, okay, big dick, whack it. <laughs> I'm so happy that my parents never named me Richard. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I, I got would, the name I because of a it. song. What song? Just around the time I was born, there was a song called Open the Door, Richard. And my parents had been married for 22 years before I was born. Three doctors told my mother she would never have children. So do I know how to make an entrance or do I know how to make an entrance? Oh my God. Open the door, Richard. Let's Richard. see. Yep. Open the door, Richard. Open the door, Richard. Open the door, Richard. Hey, Dick, open that door. I wish I, I wish I knew this song. I wish I knew this song was actually happening because I would have used this as an intro. Don't you open that door? So here's what I'm gonna do. Funny, really. It's a, it's a, it's a great song, and I'm gonna use it as an intro. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take our third and final break, and when we come back from break, we're gonna find out what, uh, what Mr. Pacheco, Pacheco. Say I'm no, I fuck it up. We're going to just talk to Richard and find out what he's got coming up over the next few weeks so you guys can check him out. Maybe he's got a play. Maybe he's acting in something. And we're also going to ask him the three questions I ask all of my guests. Please tell us about your first time, your best time, and your worst time. And I'll also give you the scores of the game. You are listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem, Mass. in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or co-workers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and still on the Skype line, Richard Pacheco. And you can check him out. You can free stock him. He's on Facebook as, as well, by the way. But you can check him out. His website, Richard Pacheco, P-A-C-H-E-C-O dot net. And you can check out what he's got going on. So here's what I'm going to do because I don't think I did it. Where is it? Oh, yeah. And, you know, I did tabulate the scores. 
and you got two okay. out of three correct, which means you win. <laughs> <laughs> Win. You win. How do you feel about yourself? There you go. <laughs> Good. Is the check in the mail? Just checking. No, I don't. Uh, I, you know, I don't do that. I don't do any of that. I'm, as a matter of fact, I, I was, <laughs> was going to say something really inappropriate, but that's fine. <laughs> I could I, probably live with it. <laughs> no, I sent I sent the check to the other Richard Pacheco. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> so you got that. So, Thank Richard, you. before we let you go, yeah, and I'll tell you, it's it's been great catching up with you and all that. Just we haven't talked in so long. But before we let you go, please, I wanted you to tell me and my lovely listeners about your first time, your best time, and your worst time on stage. Now, because you have been an actor and a director and a writer, you can pick one out of any of those three voca or the four or five vocations that you currently have, and you can you can say, well, I the best time as a director, I the worst time as yep. a writer. So please, yep. tell me about those. Okay. The first time I did any acting, uh, I did it at a little theater, community theater in Wareham. But they had connections with some really good good actors. Uh, and uh, I was in the, uh, the Clifford Odette's play, The Country Wife. And I played a playwright. And uh, it was a lot of fun to do. I had had the acting classes, but I figured... What the hell good is that? I should actually practice what they preach to me and see if I'm really got any ability at this or if I even like it. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's going to happen. I really enjoyed it. I worked with some really good people and on, it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot out of it. And from that point on, and I got that from working at the newspaper mm -hmm. because they found out about my background. They said, why don't you come in and do for this? Okay. And uh, I said, okay, what the hell? And I did at least at least one play a year the whole time I worked for the newspaper. That was a lot of fun. Nice. The worst thing I had was as a critic. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. You don't, don't do the worst yet. Oh, okay. Yes. You got to do the, the first okay. and then the best because the, you got to save the worst because it's probably the most miserable fucking thing and it makes everybody laugh because yeah. misery loves company. <laughs> Exactly. So what's your best time? What's your best time the, on the stage? The best time was doing um, a play that was adapted from a memoir called Through a Portuguese Gate. And I got to play the father. My father was an immigrant from Portugal. He came over when he was four years. A lot of the things and a lot of the things that the character said that I played, the father... I, I can hear my father saying to me, nice. same words, the same whatever. It was, it was just very moving and powerful for me. And then we just redid it again after a seven-year hiatus. And it feels the same. And that they made me feel so good nice. when they contacted me. They said, we can't think of anybody else we would rather have do this role than you. Oh, that and, you know, and, so, and when did you play it the first time? Uh, I would say... About fourteen years ago. Well, now you're older, so it it yeah. must feel it feels even better. Or, yeah, well, yeah, it's like additional resonance to it. Yeah, and it was really nice because we did it at Bristol Community College, and for some of the supporting roles, they had a lot of the students from the college, and except for meeting people on set and everything, I don't hang with that many young people. And each or like when I was teaching, I would know them, mm. interact with them daily. These these young people were delightful. Mm -hmm. They were hardworking. 
They had a good sense of humor. They were just fun to work with. And I really enjoyed that and enjoyed them completely. Nice. You know, it's not like I see so much stuff on Facebook. Sometimes I'm going, where the hell did they find these kids? Yes. <laughs> Don't they know that when they go on a real job, that ain't going to work out? Right. <laughs> the boss is going to say, see that? That's the door in the butt. On the, Don't let it hit you in the butt on the way out. You know, so, what you're talking about is unrealistic. Not going to happen. So now that you've told but, us about your first time on stage and your best yep. time on stage. Now, please. Yep. Tell us your worst time, and I hopefully it'll be as a director because I've got some real horror stories. But anyway, so. no, actually, as an actor, is I was it on really? Stage, I was I was doing no sex, please. We're British, and I was playing Brian Runnicles. Okay, I'm on stage with I think it was like three or four people. I go to the back door. I'm supposed to grab the door, and I go to open it, and somebody's supposed to say something. <laughs> I get to the door, nothing. Nobody's it. saying a goddamn word. And I'm standing there like, oh, shit, what do I do? If I go off stage, they're in deep doo-doo because all these lines are going to get lost. Right. I see the director on the side waving madly and like, don't go, don't go, don't go. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I turn around and come back and I start saying, I suppose you were wondering. And I start doing that. And I, I swear to God, I must have gone through like for the other people's dialogue for at least two pages no. before somebody snapped. I'm thinking, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, are we ever going to get out of this? Will somebody please say their goddamn line? Well, I'm what, getting tired here. What happened? Well, they finally picked up on it and it went fine. The audience did, didn't have a clue. The director kept blessing himself and he wasn't even Catholic. Oh no, he was. God. But anyway, <laughs> it was like, oh my God, that was so scary. I said, you were scared. I'm thinking. Oh shit! This is all landing on me. I that gotta find the, a way out, or I am screwed. That is the worst feeling, and luckily, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've never. I mean, I've had things like it, but I have not yep. done a play in forever. But I remember when I first started acting, I had very similar things where I was like, you know, because I would be with, because I would only acting like a few months when I first did yep. a play. Well, and I said, well, what what happens if somebody forgets a line? They go. You yeah. keep going. And I go, keep going. Yeah. and I go, well, how can you keep going when you have a line? Because I had no experience. Like as a comic, yeah. I understand you keep going, but as a oh, comic, yeah. if I drop something, I know how to, yeah. I can go, oh yeah, well, I meant to say this or I joke about it, but you know, and I, I live performance, I'm certainly used to, but that is like, in, let me try to explain it. You know, like when you leave on a Friday and you think, I got everything done, man. This is the fucking best. I'm going to enjoy my weekend. And you have a, you go out the Friday night, you drink, you have a great time. Saturday morning, you see some old friends. Then you, you know, then you go out Saturday night to a concert and you have a great time. Sunday, you have a barbecue, you're hanging out in the pool and you're like, ah, shit, I got to work Monday. Then you get to work Monday and your boss knocks on your desk and goes, did you do that report? That's about as fucking close as you can get. You're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, I'm screwed. And you have to just smile and go, sure, I did that report. <laughs> yeah, I'll get it to you at uh, the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because I got to look for it. I'm really disorganized. Yeah, it's. I must have left it in my other pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And okay. now, before we let you go, Richard, now, do you have anything coming up? I mean, I know that, uh, you know, with the election coming up soon, you're, you know, hopefully you'll be on the board and that'll be great. And you'll make a, make a difference again, like you did before, but do you have any plays or anything you get coming up? Any work you want to, um, there's not, it's kind of quiet right now. I don't know for sure. I got asked to do, I don't have too many details yet to do a role on a, on a small independent film. Um, they're supposed to get back to me on that. I don't know if that's going to come up, come out or not. Um, nothing to do with theater right now. I've been mostly busy with act uh, with uh, writing and all. I'm working on a new full length play. I've been writing a lot of poetry, and then the end of August, I'm going to be at a writers workshop that I was at last year and the year before uh, to talk about writing. I'm going to be talking about writing um, flash fiction, which is extremely short fiction, mm-hmm. like usually under two pages. Two pages are under. And uh, last year I did one on poetry because my on Amity book, which you can find on Amazon, or Barnes and Noble. Oh, there we go. Uh, geography. What's the name of the book? For 2015 Pulitzer Prize. R- What's the name of the book? Promote that. Geography. <laughs> no. It's, yes. I, it's, <laughs> it's a book about poetry. I'm serious. You yeah. wait a minute. You wrote a book of poetry and called it geometry. Yeah, called geography. Yeah, the yeah. geography. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, you got to be an actor because you are a little crazy, and it works. A little. <laughs> it's the nicest thing anybody said to me. So my mother said, "Such a cute little boy." Such a cute little boy. <laughs> Well, Richard, it's it's been great having you on the show. It's been great catching up, and I learned so much yeah. more about you that I, I didn't know before, and I'm I'm really happy. And I hope we get to work together again soon. Me too. I really enjoyed every time we worked together, Mark. You were always a lot of fun. You were very professional, but you always made it a good time, and that makes a huge difference. Sure. Say that at the fucking end of the program. That works. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure I'll see you around uh, either – you know, background or a movie or, yeah. you know, play or Somewhere. something like that. We'll something. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll definitely whatever. do something. No. <laughs> oh, I lost my... There we go. Let's... Because I'm still talking. I'm, I'm not done yeah. yet. I haven't let him go yet. But it's been great. No. And uh, we'll definitely hook up again soon. I'll, I'll talk to you very soon, Richard. Thank you, Mark. I enjoyed it very much. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Richard Pacheco, everybody. Richard Pacheco. <laughs> what did, oh Tom Bear oh Tom Bear I didn't even see you. You're talking about Mark. Ah see. I knew it would take almost all night for somebody to give me shit on the Skype line. I mean on the uh on the chat. But guys, hey, a nice show, really informative. I I love talking to Richard and we used to we used to do the improv stuff together and we would do a bunch of shows together and then I would see him on uh, on background set and stuff like that, but I had no idea he had this whole ginormous resume, but I'm very cool to hear about it now. So so definitely check more out. And I didn't know about it was nominated for Pulitzer. My God, richardpacheco.net. Check it out. So, guys, let me wrap the show. But before I do, let me tell you where I'm going to be this coming weekend. Tomorrow, got the night off. Very happy. I've been burning it uh, a little too hard. I've been, I worked yesterday. I worked today. And it sounds like a lot. <laughs> it's like, oh, I worked two days in a row. I'm exhausted. <laughs> 
But uh, with my back, that's why. So I'm, I'm glad my life is slowing down a little bit. So tomorrow night off. But Friday night, I will be up in Lewiston, Maine at Mixer's Nightclub and Lounge. My first time there. I'm looking forward to it. And then Saturday night, I will be making my triumphant return to the Grand View Campground, which I have not been probably uh, four years, maybe five years. They love to rotate the... Uh, the comedians out and it's a i love doing the campgrounds especially in the summer absolutely love it so that's where i'm gonna be so guys as always if you want to be a sponsor if you want to make a comment or question call the hotline 978-219-9294 you can even email me radio irregardless at gmail.com next week we're going to bring another actor a very good friend of mine russ gannon will be joining us august 9th hey guys have a fantastic week and we'll see you soon. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live on Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuis. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2017. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello.